My name is Amaya and I'm 10 and God is better than anything because he created us. Being a kid isn't easy. You know you're supposed to be good and sometimes you feel like you're doing a great job. But then the next minute, you do something wrong again. That's why we need Jesus and to remember the good news of the gospel every day. Not just the part about when Jesus came to earth, but God's rescue plan from before he even created the world and the hope of living with him forever so that we can see through every story in the Bible why Jesus is better than anything else and why he wants you to join him. Welcome, friends, to another episode of the Jesus is Better podcast. I'm Alicia Yoder. This month, lots of people talk and sing about Jesus coming to earth as a tiny baby. But we can't forget that the whole reason he came was to live a perfect life, die on the cross to rescue us from the punishment for our sins, and come back to life so that his spirit could live in us forever. That's why we celebrate this king born in a stable. Last week, we saw how Jesus appeared in his shining glory to three of the disciples, fed more than 5,000 people who had come to hear him preach, and sent his 12 disciples to preach and heal and tell all the surrounding towns that God's kingdom was coming. After that, Jesus sent out 72 others in pairs to start telling the towns about God's kingdom before he got there. He told them, The harvest is huge, but the workers are few. So ask the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest field. Go, I am sending you out like lambs among wolves. When you enter a house, first say, May this house be blessed with peace. If someone there works to bring peace, your blessing of peace will rest on them. If not, it will return to you. Stay there and eat and drink anything they give you. Workers are worthy of their pay. Don't move around from house to house. When you enter a town and are welcomed, eat what they give you. Heal the sick people who are there. Tell them, God's kingdom has come near to you. But what if you enter a town and are not welcomed? Then go into its streets and say, We wipe from our feet even the dust of your town. We do it to warn you. But here's what you can be sure of. God's kingdom has come near. Whoever listens to you listens to me. Whoever doesn't accept you doesn't accept me. But whoever doesn't accept me doesn't accept the one who sent me. The 72 returned with joy. They said, Lord, even the demons obey us when we speak in your name. Jesus replied, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I have given you authority to walk all over snakes and scorpions. You will be able to destroy all all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. But don't just be glad when the evil spirits obey you. Instead, be glad that your names are written in heaven. 
At that time, Jesus was full of joy through the Holy Spirit. He said, I praise you, Father. You are Lord of heaven and earth. You have hidden these things from wise and educated people, but you have shown them to little children. Yes, Father, this is what you wanted to do. My Father has given all things to me. The Father is the only one who knows who the Son is. And the only ones who know the Father are the Son and those to whom the Son makes the Father known. Then Jesus turned to his disciples. He said to them in private, Blessed are the eyes that see what you see. I tell you, many prophets and kings wanted to see what you see, but they didn't see it. They wanted to hear what you hear, but they didn't hear it. One day, an authority on the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to receive eternal life? What is written in the law? Jesus replied. How do you understand it? He answered, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Love him with all your strength and with all your mind. And love your neighbor as you love yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do that and you will live. But the man wanted to make himself look good. So he asked Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. Robbers attacked him. They stripped off his clothes and beat him. Then they went away, leaving him almost dead. A priest happened to be going down that same road. When he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. A Levite also came by. When he saw the man, he passed by on the other side too. But a Samaritan came to the place where the man was. When he saw the man, he felt sorry for him. He went to him, poured olive oil and wine on his wounds, and bandaged them. Then he put the man on his own donkey. He brought him to an inn and took care of him. The next day, he took out two silver coins and gave them to the owner of the inn. Take care of him, he said. When I return, I'll pay you back for any extra expense you may have. Which of the three do you think was a neighbor to the man who was attacked by robbers? The authority on the law replied, The one who felt sorry for him. Jesus told him, Go and do as he did. Jesus and his disciples went on their way. Jesus came to a village where a woman named Martha lived. She welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was busy with all the things that had to be done. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, my sister has left me to do the work by myself. Don't you care? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered. You are worried and upset about many things. But few things are needed. Really, only one thing is needed. 
Mary has chosen what's better, and it won't be taken away from her. If you've ever looked out the window of an airplane, you might remember seeing all kinds of different shapes that you didn't see when you were on the ground. All the skyscraper rectangles jetting up together in the cities, the square and circular fields, and the straight lines of the highways. When you're on the ground, you can see things you could never see from the air. The fuzzy body of a caterpillar, all the shapes and sizes of leaves, and whether the other cars on the road are dirty or clean. Even though we can only be in one place or the other, God can see both perspectives at the same time. And he wants to give us spiritual eyes to see both. When we zoom out, we can see his big plan of salvation, how he's saving people from every nation on earth, and how all the different churches and groups of believers are glorifying him together. When you zoom in, you can see how much God cares about you, your heart, and that he wants to help you to know him and learn how to obey and love your family and friends. When Jesus sent out the followers to preach and heal, he said the world was like a field, like a field of corn, And that people's hearts were like the ripe ears of corn, ready to be picked and brought into God's kingdom harvest. God cares about each field, about each group of believers. But he also takes joy in each little ear of corn that wants to know him. The disciples were helping people to know what Jesus was like. And as they got to know Jesus, they got to know what the Father was like. The harvest was ready because Jesus had come, the rescuer that all the Old Testament prophets said was coming. The real excitement wasn't that the disciples carried Jesus' power to get demons out of people and heal their sicknesses. It was telling people that the rescuer had come. We have it even better. Because we know that Jesus came so that we could be a part of the Father's forever family. And the best is still to come, living with him on the new earth. For now, whether we're young or old, we can look up at our big, strong daddy and believe that he can do absolutely anything and can beat up any powers of darkness that come against us. Jesus told his followers that they were like lambs among wolves. Sometimes you might feel like that too. But the best news is that even the meanest wolf you know can find God. The expert of the law wanted to test Jesus, not knowing that Jesus was the one who wrote the law in the first place. He wanted to make himself look good, thinking that having the right answers was all that mattered rather than what was going on inside his own heart. Jesus wanted the man to see his own heart, even though the man thought he was already an expert. When he told the story, the experts on the law, the priest and the Levite, were the ones who failed to love the beaten man. And instead, the one who helped the man was a Samaritan, who the Jewish people hated, 
because they had quit following all the rules and become their own group. The Good Samaritan showed the kind of love that Jesus himself came to give, a love that cares for others, no matter what they look like or where they came from, and even loves people who are considered enemies. Jesus didn't tell the story so that we could just try harder to be good and help people in need. He wanted us to see how much we were like that beaten man on the road, needing his compassion and rescuing, so that we could depend on his help to help other people who are beaten by sin too. It's okay when you feel like you can't forgive or help someone for one more minute. That's exactly when he's inviting us to ask for his help so that others can see what he's like. And then he can also show us who to love, spend time with, and pray for. He can help us see others, your brother and sister and friends, the way he sees them, not measuring how smart or strong they are, but reaching for them because they're his. When I was younger, I was confused when I heard the story about Jesus visiting Martha and Mary. It seemed like Martha was doing the right thing by making Jesus food and giving him a nice place to rest, and that Mary should have offered to help so that they could both sit at Jesus' feet and talk with him. But then I realized that Jesus was the only one who could see inside Martha's heart just like he did with the expert of the law. He saw all that she was worrying about, what she was trying to do for him, and was inviting her to just enjoy him and be with him instead. He didn't get mad at her for getting distracted, but wanted to save her from having to live that kind of life. Sometimes I feel like Martha rushing around, trying to get everything done that I think needs to get done, and worrying about what will happen if I make a mistake. But Jesus looks at us the same way, not condemning us when we get distracted, but inviting us to enjoy living life with him and letting him show us what's important. He loves the times when we study his word and talk with him about it. And he also loves seeing us serve our family and enjoy being with them. Sometimes we'll forget things that our parent or teacher asked us to do, like bringing our homework or doing a chore and have to face the consequences. But Jesus invites us to make the same choice as Mary, talking with him about it and believing that he'll be there in every future event and that he's forgiven us of every past sin, and that he loves us in each mistake. Even when we're busy at school or at home, we can sit at Jesus' feet in our mind, letting him use each bit of our lives to teach us and help us live in his freedom and confidence. Then we won't spend our time trying to look good for God, but instead keep doing life with him. Let's pray. Jesus, we want to sit at your feet each day and love each person you've given us to help. We trust your power to work through us 
so that all the ripe ears of corn can come into your kingdom. Amen. Okay, boys and girls, I'll talk to you next time. Mm -hmm.